who have the San Francisco 49ers even beaten this season? That is a question that keeps popping up. And should the 49ers sit their stars against the Cardinals in week 18? All that and more coming up right now. You are locked on 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. There he is. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen every day right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day, especially on this live edition to end the week, getting ready for the regular season finale against the Arizona Cardinals. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by... Bet online. Bet online has you covered this season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. Almost said Peacock and Williamson. It gets it toward the end of the week, Croc. I start to get a little loopy up top, bouncing back and forth between podcasts and talking football, talking 49ers. One of the one of the big conversations I've seen this week, and I think it's somewhat of a valid question. I think it's a valid question too. And, and I think some 49ers fans might be mad about the question. But you got to look at it, and it's it's something we've been able to do. Croc is separate, um, you know, uh, the 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 fandom of a team and the analysis of a team, and tell it straight. The question becomes: Who have the 49ers beaten this year? Are the 49ers overrated based on the opponents that they've defeated, even on a nine-game win streak right now to end the 2022 season? Well, I, I, okay, I'll ask you this, Peacock. What was the 49ers' best win? Because if you go back to you know last year, and it's like, man, week 18, you beat the you know Super Bowl champion, like the team that eventually was a Super Bowl champ. You can go throughout the season and see some like, okay, there's some big wins in there. Uh, go back 2019 season, right when the 49ers went to the uh, Super Bowl, and you look along the way, and there were some like big wins, right? Like that New Orleans Saints game, like that was a huge win. It's like, what's the statement? Like, what's that one game where you're like, oh man, like that game right there, it meant something. Maybe my Miami, when you beat them, uh, I I would have to say my so Miami goes. And by the way, there was a story I just saw today that everyone's job is on the line with the Miami Dolphins. They were eight and three at one point in the season. They could go eight and nine, miss the playoffs after this week, <laughs> and that would mean Mike McDaniel. Is on the street. Ah. No way. People were debating about if, oh, see, Kyle missed him. Like, that was the guy. Remember that conversation? Yeah. And look, the 49ers, that's that's probably the thing I'd point to is the 49ers. Yeah, maybe it's been a weaker schedule and much weaker than we expected it to be, I think, this year in a lot of cases. But they kind of been the Grim Reaper making teams worse after they played the 49ers. Like, the the Dolphins have been in a bad place since they played the 49ers. The Carolina Panthers fired their coach. Like, I think they fired him before the plane landed when they played the 49ers. Um, we've seen coaches, we've seen quarterbacks get benched. Um, so, but I, I would, I would, eh, I would say Miami's probably the best win of the season for the 49ers. Maybe the first like round in the game. moment, right? Like, in the moment, right? If you, if you say that, right? Because I think if you look back, like, once the season ends and you're like, hey, what was the best win? It's like, shoot, I don't really know. But yeah, I, in the moment, definitely a Miami game. That, like, hey, that's team is 83. They're, they're rocking, number one offense. Uh, you got McDaniel on the other side. And I feel like like that was the one where it was like, okay, 
you know, you're a good team if you win this game. I think that two-game stretch, Miami Dolphins beating him 33-17, then week 14 against Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just thumping him 35-7 to in that game. But Miami, that was the game that Jimmy G went down. And you finished it with Brock Purdy. And then the Purdy, like the Niners have only gotten better kind of since then. Right, yeah. like, right. And with what they did to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that defense with Brock Purdy putting up 35 points on them, and, you know, the Buccaneers are – uh, a playoff team, but they're, you know, kind of backed into the playoffs and, and they haven't been the juggernaut that a lot of people thought they could be this year. The, the Los Angeles Chargers was a weird game because the it started with a really nice drive, remember, from Herbert in that Chargers offense. But, you know, Herbert, I mean, I, I don't know if Herbert was necessarily banged up still because he had that injury, I think, in week one or two, right? The rib injury. And they played the Niners played the Chargers in week 10. Um, and they didn't have certain guys, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they were missing the, a lot the of guys, the, the guys that kind of carry that team, right? Mike Williams and uh, uh Keenan Allen. Allen, yeah, it, they didn't have them. I, I will say this the 49ers, if again, if you just look at the team that they beat, there's really not that like staple win or like uh, very impressive, especially as the season goes on. I would put maybe the, the way that they've beaten teams like that has been extremely impressive. So uh, there is something, in, in my opinion, to winning the games that you're supposed to win. And when they were playing teams like the Commanders, and it's like, oh, Commanders, you're favored by seven points. You're supposed to beat this team. Well, yeah, not only do you beat them, you beat them by multiple scores. Uh, and a lot of these other teams as well, where it's like, yeah, okay, this team, you're favored. You know, they're, they're being favorites on the road by like a touchdown, right? And it's like, all right, and we're gonna beat this team the way that we're supposed to. So I do think that there's something to that. I watched Dallas Cowboys and, you know, in early in the year, the 49ers had a couple stinkers, the Chicago Bears, the uh, Denver Broncos, right? And we can give analysis on exactly why, right? I mean, just weird things. You had a damn tsunami or whatever that was that hit Chicago. That made the game really weird. Had a couple weird turnovers in that game. Uh, the, the, the Denver Bronco game, that was Jimmy Garoppolo's first start, uh, and he had just got a playbook like two weeks prior. So, I mean, we can give it like that deep analysis as to like why and kind of justify how a team was able to beat 49. But, you know, there were some like weird losses. I'd say right now they are not having the weird loss. Right, like they're kicking butt. And you can only play the teams that are on your schedule. Uh, Bryant in the chat says maybe Seattle would be included with, with Tampa and Miami. And yeah, beating the Seahawks twice and thoroughly beat them twice. That could be a playoff team in the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, maybe the first one. Well, if you didn't beat them, think about if if they, if they would have beat you twice, where would they be? Right, right, right. right. Oh, yeah, they'd be flip-flopped completely. Right. So, look, I, I, I think it's a decent question to ask, but with, when you look at the way the 49ers have beaten teams and, um, and when you watch the games and see how the 49ers win, I don't, I don't think the 49ers are overrated. I don't think teams should want to play the 49ers in the playoffs, but I, could, I, I will buy the argument if someone looks at the 49ers and says, look, who have they beaten? And, yeah, the, right. the last really good team that they played, they got thumped by the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, that was what Shady McCoy said, right? And now, here's the thing, and 49er fans, please hear me on this. When you're watching a debate show, they have a, a, you know, a producer. And the producer it says, hey, these are the two teams. What side are you taking? And one guy has to take one side. The other people have to take another side. And he has to make arguments 
for that side. And he has to make arguments against this other side. So he's going to point to the point that, oh, they haven't beaten anybody. Maybe he feels like that. Maybe he doesn't. He could very well think the 49ers are great. He could very well think the 49ers are the best team. But if this guy says, hey, I think it's the 49ers, well, now you have to go with the opposite. And I could be giving him, you know, too much leeway on this. But I understand how these showers go. Hey, you know, we have Ross, our, our guy, Ross, talk to me and say, Croc, I want you to be on one side of the fence. Like, don't uh, explain both ends, which I think can be confusing to a lot of people. That's why sometimes we get the weird comments saying, oh, you want Brock Purdy to fill. And it's like, where do you get that from? But I guess within our analysis, you can take a little piece of that, right? But if I was just definitive on Brock Purdy sucks, then I think I think our guy, Ross, would actually like me to say that more than say, Hey, I think Brock Purdy's really good. We'll like see this. Ah, the arm straights are a little weird. They're a little un interceptable balls. Like he doesn't want that. It, it just, Brock Purdy sucks or he's great. And I think when you listen to these debate shows, it's very similar. You have to take a stand on one side. And Shady took one side, and I understood what he was saying, even if I disagree. And a lot of Forty Nine er fans they took offense to that. And I'm like, hey, you don't gotta convince me. Convince him. And that's why I don't really watch those shows and that's why people come to us croc every day here on locked on 49ers because we're not going to bs them and some of those shows there's, it's just pure entertainment it's it's pro wrestling right there's a heel there's a, a baby face in a heel and, and they're just playing roles and trying to collect ratings and that's really all it is for a lot of shows and, and most of the guys on that show a lot of times don't even believe what what's coming out of their mouth so that's why you come and listen to croc listen to peacock because we believe what's coming out of our mouths we tell you how it is uh to wrap this up, good point here by Blackjack. Who have the Cowboys or the Eagles beaten? They played uh, the two weakest divisions in the NFL. I think that's why you have a tournament, Croc, because you figure all that out on the field, right? You figure it all out on the field. And, and I would say, I do think more than probably any other year, this is probably the weirdest year as it pertains to the NFC and just the top two teams. And it's like, well, who have they beat? I do think that's a legit question. If you're just an outsider, right? If you don't know all the details of what the 49ers have done and how, you know, points have improved since uh, Chris McCaffrey showed up. And, you know, if you don't look it's too deep, right, because you got to remember, these people that are talking on shows, they don't just watch the 49ers. It's like, yeah, they might catch the 49ers, but they watch the Chargers. They watch the Cowboys. They watch the Eagles. They watch the, you know, everybody, right? So it's like they don't know all the detail, all the ins and outs of everything. But I could see how if you didn't watch every game, really of any of these teams, and you just kind of look at who they play, you'd be like, who the hell have the Eagles play? Like, who's their signature win? The Cowboys without Dak Prescott? Like, is that it? Right. Yeah. Now, Cowboys beat the Vikings. I mean, I don't think the Vikings are really good, but the Cowboys actually, of those, the Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers, probably have the most uh, impressive wins, and it's only like maybe two. It's, it's a really weird year. Yeah. So you got to go a little bit more off of style points, and I'd say if you're going off style points, the 49ers over the last two months have probably, uh, it's like, hey, that's the best team in the NFC. I totally agree there. Croc, I wonder how you feel about if the 49ers should sit some of their really important players in week 18 to stay healthy before the playoffs. And we've got some, in, speaking of health, some injury report as well for those 49ers heading into week 18 next. 
Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is super easy and super fun to play. You can play daily fantasy sports any old time you want, any old day you want. That's why they call it daily fantasy sports. With Prize Picks, all you do, you pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You think Brock Purdy is going to go big on the Arizona Cardinals? You could say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go more than his projected passing yards. Boom, if you're correct, uh, you can win and it is that easy to play you're not competing against other people you're not complete competing against a huge pool of fantasy sharks you are professionals you are not uh building an entire roster either it's quick you look at the projection say i'm going more than that projection i'm going less than this projection and you're done and those projections available on any sport not just the nfl you got nba nhl uh, golf, college football, college basketball, women's college basketball, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, MMA, boxing, even disc golf and cricket. You can find endless projections to play at Prize Picks. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks will give you 50 more to play with. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day. Make sure you check out everything else the network has to offer. People talk about the Marvel Universe, but the Locked On Universe, Croc. I mean, Locked on NFL drafts featuring Eric Crocker every single day. The Peacock and Williamson NFL show, which is on the Locked on NFL channel on YouTube. The Locked on NFL podcast every Friday. NFL key predictions. Mondays, local insiders cover the weekend with game to game episodes. Locked on NFL channel available everywhere you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, where we are currently live, if you happen to be with us live. Appreciate all you jumping in on this live episode of Locked On 49ers to end the week. And uh, even if you're not live and maybe you're driving to work on Friday morning, we appreciate you all the same. But jump over to YouTube sometime and check out one of these live shows because they're pretty fun. Injury report for the San Francisco 49ers. Good news on Elijah Mitchell. His practice window opened up Wednesday, and he's already back on the practice field now Thursday. And according to Kyle Shanahan, on Thursday evening, or Thursday afternoon on KMBR, local radio, he's going to play. So, Elijah Mitchell, welcome back to the squad. So, the 49ers are in a good spot there at running back. Um, Christian McCaffrey's got the mild ankle sprain. He had the the knee, uh, what was it, what did they call it, the knee irritation a couple weeks ago too so he's been kind of held out of practice i think he was there for doing some individual stuff but not doing the team portion of practice which is smart uh javon kinlaw was out this or out thursday with from practice not because of his knee injury but because of an unknown illness so that's something to look out for with the san francisco 49ers aaron banks got hurt last week his ankle and knee he did not practice jimmy g obviously out they haven't put him on ir which still makes me think he might come back at some point this month um trey greenlaw didn't practice Thursday, and Ambry Thomas with an ankle injury did not practice. I didn't know about Greenlaw. He's got a back injury, so that's also something to monitor. So those are some injuries and some key players for the 49ers, Croc. And when you talk about Christian McCaffrey and even guys that aren't on the injury report like Trent Williams and Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel obviously coming back from an injury as well and was a full go at practice along with Elijah Mitchell. Do you sit some of these guys? Or, I mean, this because this is kind of... I know the Eagles are playing at the same time, the the 125 Pacific time start. 
So you're not going to know what that's going to look like. And we still don't have any uh, indication whether or not Jalen Hurts is going to play for the Eagles yet. I think he's still been limited at practice. But this is a playoff game for the team that gets the one seed because you have an automatic win in the wild card round. You're on to the divisional round. That's worth playing your players to me. And we know how Kyle Shanahan is wired. I have a feeling the 49ers are going to play this game to win. Then maybe take a look at some scores at halftime. If the 49ers are up big, then maybe you rest some guys. What do you think? How do you play this? Do you just rest guys and make sure you're healthy for the playoffs? Or uh, you going for that one seed, not knowing what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles in the New York Giants game? I think if you have an opportunity to get the number one seed and not have to leave home until the Super Bowl, I think you uh, risk an injury to a player, you know, potentially to kind of achieve that. So obviously you don't want anyone to get injured at all, right? You don't wish on anyone to be knock on wood. But you definitely want to win that game. So uh, I'm playing the guys. And you got to play, you got to play hard, and you got to get that number one seed. And you want that extra week of, one, preparation. You get the kind of chance to kind of sit back, relax, regroup. And for those of you who, you know, haven't played NFL, right, or professional sports, or even college. It is a very long season. And it feels really good to have that bye week, to just kind of regroup a little bit. And, you know, just like, okay, okay, I'm ready now. Because uh, by the end of the season, your body's just beat up and stuff. And it's like, okay, is this going to end? And you have to kind of will your way through the rest of the year. But you got that bye week, you know, it kind of gives you that chance to rejuvenate your your, your mind, your your body, body, recover, recover, relax. And chill with some family a little bit, and then all right, let's go. So um, get that bye week. I, th- I think that makes a, it makes a world of a difference in the sense of just your how you feel, and then go out. Now that doesn't mean you're guaranteed to win. Of course not, right? Like I've seen the 49ers be wild card team and and go out and win, and go to the Super Bowl, but it definitely helps. Some questions in the chat about the Arizona Cardinals injury report and specifically running back James Conner and wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. And we heard from Alex yesterday on the podcast that uh, unlikely the DeAndre Hopkins plays. He's got a knee injury. He hasn't practiced this week. Um, there still is another practice Friday for these guys to get in there. And James Conner also has not practiced this week. He's got knee and shin injuries there. And wow, that Arizona Cardinal injury report is quite long compared to where the 49ers are right now. Yeah, no Hopkins. He said Hopkins might not ever play for the 49ers again. For the Cardinals again, yeah. Uh, that's Oh, excuse me, Cardinals, excuse me. Yeah. What am I going to play for the 49ers? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Like, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, and they're starting David Blau at quarterback. That is correct. Yeah, hate his eyebrows. <laughs> bad, bad eyebrows and all. Uh, Buda Baker out, too. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're in a bad situation there, are the Arizona Cardinals in this game. But you still got to go play the game. But I have a feeling if 49ers are up big, then that's when you start sitting guys in the second half, and especially yeah. if it's a combination of Philly's up and you're up big, um, then you got to sit folks. And there's an argument that, and I, that I've seen out there that's I could buy it that it's not a more difficult path for the three seed than the two seed for the 49ers between those two. Like, you know, start you're, you're at home against the Giants or you're at home against the Packers, right? And, and maybe the three seed, the way things line up with the seeding, could be an easier path to the NFC Championship and potentially the Super Bowl if uh, you know if you're playing the Eagles, you're not going to be at home in the NFC Championship game anyway. Yeah, but again, I just I hear that about the path and all that, but give me that bye week. Oh, it's all about the now. Bye. Some people don't like the bye because then it's like you know, especially if you rest guys, you know, this week and then you have a bye week. Now that's got like a little too much time off. 
And then it's like, oh, forgot what it feels like to get hit. Yeah, you definitely don't want too much time off. And I think that hurts the Eagles too. Like, imagine if the Eagles get the one seed, but um, Jalen Hurts doesn't play. Then he's like, hasn't played in over a month in a playoff game against maybe a, you know, a pretty good team. It's a playoff team, right? So that's kind of a, a dicey situation for the Eagles. That's not ideal. I, I'm sure if he can go at all, he's going to go in this game because they're fighting for the one seed and he probably, they probably want to get him some, some reps here before the, so he's not completely going into the postseason cold. Real quick here. Gammon, shout out to my guy Gammon, man. Good evening, Gammon. Gammon says, speaking of overrated, honest take, why is Locked On channel the highest rated? More specifically, what have you guys implemented in your show versus your peers? There's a Gammon, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest with you right now. Um, if, you, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll really, it'll really drive this point home. Just look at this face next to me right here. Oh, come on. No, who has that? How do you compete with that? No. Uh, our Dr. our Jeff show, and, and it's hard because we, you know, we. I think it's, it's just fans. 49ers, we have a massive fan base. Uh, I think that the 49ers always give us storylines to talk about. There's always like something that people want to know about that with our team. They are extremely interesting. Um, they make you sit on the edge of your seat. And then I do think that you and I have a good dynamic. So, yeah, uh, you have a great voice. I have a raspy voice. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, just balance both, each other out well. It's not like boring. So, um, or what we say rings out because we're both such great athletes. I think too, right? I think it's a right. <laughs> Nine, uh, Niner Chief saw me in the uh, Modesto Mall. You were in Modesto three weeks ago, right? Yeah, I was. Yep, during Christmas. You got a shout out. If you see Eric Crocker or Brian Peacock anywhere, let us know. Say hi, man. It's always fun. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the chat a little bit next. What, what I want to hear from you guys. What do the 49ers have to do? What's the most important thing to beat the Arizona Cardinals? Is there maybe a super, secret superstar in this game in the mix for either side as well? Next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting, information, statistics, news, and analysis this season and every season, no matter the sport. And make sure you get yourself informed there at BetOnline.net before you go make your bets. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball, World Cup. Um, you've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at bet online and you can find lines like the 49ers favored by two touchdowns 14 over the arizona cardinals in week 18 always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information all of the lines we talk about here on lockdown 49ers always come from bet online get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at bet online where the game starts all right talking keys to victory here to finish this one up our, our final uh, podcast here of the regular season crock for the san francisco 49ers i real quick i want to talk about one thing that i think is a key to victory it's something we've seen we've talked about it a little bit and it, it's popped its head up a, a couple of times it, we've seen it in, we saw it in week 17 we saw it in week one where some receivers got behind the 49ers secondary for whatever reason communication um over aggressive play you know um wh whatever it is the 49ers have given up some chunk plays 
and that needs to get cleaned up in the playoffs because your margin for error is going to be smaller. And D'Amico Ryan's talked about it today, and he was speaking pretty darn candid about Talanoa Hufanga. And I want to get the quote right. He said, quote, and now I lost it. Where did it go? Come on. <laughs> there it is. Um, he said, D'Amico Ryan's on Talanoa Hufanga. This is a uh, shout out to Cam Inman who relayed this quote. Quote, we have to play better on the back end with eye discipline. It's cost us some really big plays. He has to clean up his eyes. Too many big plays giving up, and Huff knows that. Protecting us in the back end as the eraser, he can't be dirty. So talk, so Colin Huff saying he's playing dirty back there as the eraser. What do you think, Croc? It's the, it's the eye discipline that D'Amico Ryan's talking about with Talanoa Hufanga. It is the eye discipline. And one thing about the NFL is like, you know, you either – Get the job done or you don't. And Eric Crocker can sit here and give analysis on kind of what's going on and why it happened, right? Like, why did he get beat on that touchdown to Darren Wilder? And it's like, well, it's third and two. You have the run action. Obviously, your eyes in the backfield thinking it might be run. Wilder gets behind you. But D'Amico Ryan is like, yeah, I, I hear that, but, bro, bro, I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. You, you got to get the job done. And um, over the last couple of weeks, Definitely some touchdowns that can be directly correlated to number 29, either blown in assignment or maybe having bad eyes on the play. And you have to fix that. Now, uh, one thing I've grown to learn about Hufunga is he's an extremely hard worker. So I would assume that maybe some of these things he's seen for the first time or being in this position for the first time, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he will work really hard to clean that up hopefully it happens sooner than, than later. We, we've seen a little bit of Dre Greenlaw, I think this year. Um, and, and what's crazy is both Greenlaw and Hufanga have played it. You know, Hufanga is a pro bowler. They've played at a really high level and they've made big plays and they're so fun to watch. And you don't want to take away their aggressiveness because that's what makes them good too. But you've got to be more disciplined, especially when you are the safety because you're the, you know, that your, your job description is, is the, the name of your position, right? You're the, there's nobody behind you. So that whatever, if it's communication, some late communication or like what D'Amico Ryan's talking about with eye discipline, um, you, you got to clean some stuff up there. So uh, the 49ers and, and maybe I talked about this uh, on KNBR Thursday night when I was talking to FP Santangelo and it's like with when it comes to the 49ers and when it comes to dominating teams, they're so good and they can make up for some mistakes. But you don't want to run into a team where, okay, now multiple things happen where, okay, you're playing a better football team and ah, they got the ball first and they scored first. So now you're down. Oh, maybe there's a turnover. Oh, no, bad eye discipline. Now you're down multiple scores and you can't, that can't happen to you in the playoffs. So uh, it's really important that you, that you clean some of these things up. And it's the one thing that um, we've talked about and it keeps happening. So that, that's probably one of the worries for me with this team. I see um, our guy BSC in the chat, and he says it's also a give and take with a player like him. He's going to produce big plays, but might give them up if he's too aggressive. And, and I think with him, it's even more so the case because if he is slightly wrong, he doesn't have that elite athleticism to make himself right when he's wrong. You know, yeah. there could be a guy like, let's say, like, obviously, this is a very, 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 very extreme. Uh, name I'm throwing out there, but probably my favorite safety of all time, Ed Reed. And Ed Reed was so freakishly athletic that 
he could do something and he's like, oh, I might be wrong. But then, boom, he can his body can just react a certain way that other guys just can't. And Hufanga is like on the lower end of athleticism at the safety position. And he has to be right. He plays aggressive. I love it. Takes the ball away, big hits, forced fumbles, uh, interceptions. That I thought that the diving interception against the Chiefs was amazing and that like even to be in position to dive for that ball it's like man he's playing with really good anticipation and good coverage there but you do have the blown assignments that are happening too much now and i think part of that is his inability to really cover up or mask some of his deficiencies he has to be right looking in the chat here christian mccaffrey getting a big workload is one of the keys for for gammon here um Yes and no. That he's probably the one player I worry about the most. And look, the, my my whole thing about running backs is the attrition rate is is why their value is low. And Christian McCaffrey's been so good for the 49ers. That the one thing you can't do is get him hurt before the playoffs because the thing you got the reason you got him is for the playoffs to get over that hump. And he's already got a couple of minor injuries going on right now. He's the first guy I sit, I think, once you think you got the game in hand. You got Elijah Mitchell back. You want to kind of get him into the mix. Uh, Mason's looked really good when he's carried the ball as well. Spread the wealth a little bit and, and use Christian McCaffrey when you need him in this game. If the you know if the final score is in doubt, and especially early in the game. But to me, Christian McCaffrey's the first guy you sit. Yeah. And I like the running backs. And tight end his price, man. Keep giving him the rock. I just want to see a little bit more of him, right? Like that's a guy that you use a third-round pick on. And he's running back. And I do think he has a lot of ability. And even when you watch him run, it's like, man, there's some power there. There's some nice little twitch. But it's still kind of figuring out how to run in this offense and what's asked of him. So, you know, give, give him an opportunity, especially if this game gets away from uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The whole season's gone by, and we don't really know what kind of player Ty Davis Price is yet. Third round pick, right? Usually, running backs, you find that out right you away. We know so a lot he more about or he can. the undrafted guy than the third rounder in Ty Davis Price. Right. It's pretty wild. Like, running back's not that position where it's like, oh man, I gotta, you know, I just gotta get acclimated to this. You know, no, they, they get the ball, they run well. <laughs> we do have some breaking news here, Croc, it looks like uh, from Alpha P900. In the chat says the NFL just announced Bills versus Bengals will not be resumed and a neutral AFC championship game site is being considered. Yeah. So if you saw me maybe about 10 minutes ago uh, and my face kind of changed, I was reading that and I'm like, how is that? What does that make sense? So there's under certain circumstances with that. So yeah, the game will not be played. So that's final. That's done. Um, And we were wondering how would they do that? Right. Would they push a week back, kind of open up a window for those guys and then not have that break in between the championship games and the Super Bowl. And, you know, there were different ways you could do it. They elected to just, we're just going to do away with that entire game and they'll have a normal 16-game season. But when you read, and I'm not going to read all these, but there are scenario one, two, and three. uh, There's three different scenarios where the game could potentially be at a neutral site for the championship game. So basically if, if it, yeah. So for, for the, because the Bengals and the bills would have had an opportunity to get the one seed. So 
if it plays out in a way that if the game would have been played and either the Bills or the Bengals would have won, and that would have meant that they could have gotten the one seed if they would have won, then they're going to make that site neutral. I would assume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's a wild way to do it. Uh, but of all the – That's the right the, way. I, I think it's the best way of all the – I've seen some crazy ideas. They were talking about a random number generator and uh, just uh, taking another game away randomly from another team and then figuring out the seeding there with 17 games instead of, or with 16 games instead of 17 games for some of the teams. It's like, what are you, what are we talking about right now? So yeah. it's kind of a common sense thing. And it, it does hurt a team like the, the chiefs. Although if the chiefs win, so, uh, so essentially the chiefs have to win and like the bills and Bengals both lose to where it wouldn't even been possible that the chiefs All right, I'm, I'm going to read it to you. Okay. All right, here we go. Scenario one, Buffalo and Kansas city, both win or both tie. A Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. Okay. So Buffalo and Kansas City win Sunday. That and they reach the and and they both reach the AFC championship game. It'd be at a neutral site. Uh, scenario two: Buffalo and Kansas City both lose, and Baltimore wins or ties. A Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would still be at a neutral site. And then scenario number three. Buffalo and Kansas City both lose, and Cincinnati wins. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. So those are the three scenarios. Sounds pretty likely it's going to be at a neutral site. Well, yeah, because it's like, well, if Buffalo and Kansas City win, it's boom, it's at a. And, and it, so it, the only be, thing, the only, the only path is the one I laid out, where Kansas City wins, Buffalo, and Cincinnati both lose. Then Casey's got the one seed in the home field, and they go through Kansas City no matter what. All right, and right. those teams, you can lay that scenario out there, but they also have to reach the championship game. And I'd say Buffalo, they've looked a little weird this year. We start we talk about 49ers and like strength of wins, right? And it's like, well, what, what is that? What's that defining win? But I tell you what, when I watch the 49ers game, they look better than the Buffalo Bills. Oh, wait, so yeah, what what about the the one seed buy then? Oh, uh that's a great question, uh, Randall, in the chat. It doesn't it doesn't say anything about a, a buy. I don't see anything that says anything about a buy. Mm. Well, I, I didn't read that far, I, I didn't go. Right. So KC would still get the buy, I guess, in the in most cases. I would assume. Yeah, there's a lot here, but I don't see I don't see anything that says anything about a buy. Maybe they just automatically give it to like Kansas City, and then if those teams meet up, it's like all right, we'll just it play it at a neutral site. Yeah, and uh, the the Bills and Bengals both beat Kansas City, as Randall points out here in the chat. So that makes it more difficult if you're trying to do things fair, and and Kansas City still ends up with it that one of those wins for either the Bills or the Bengals would have been a, a huge difference. It was a big game. Yeah, it was a big game on last Monday night, too. But that was when Skip got killed for saying. Right, he yeah. Kind of, he was like, hey, was, this was a big game. You know, it's kind of irrelevant now because of the injury. I think everybody stopped after that first part. Yeah. Like, exactly. We don't want to hear about that right now. I think it was the messenger, too, on that one, going back to the debate shows we were talking about. That's why you tune in here, too. Locked on 49ers every single day. All right, we'll figure out this playoff stuff, and uh, we've got some time. And, of course, that's on the AFC side. Hopefully it's the 49ers with a home game on the NFC side in the NFC 
championship uh, pumped for week 18 and the regular season finale croc and i of course will be here post game to break it all down thanks everybody for making us your first listen locked on 49ers <laughs>